0: Welcome to Child Care check Welcome to Child
1: Care Check-in. Welcome to Child Care Check-in. Welcome to Child Care check Hello everybody and welcome to Child Care Check-in. I am your host, Shaniqua B., the freelance child care provider. And today I have with me Anise Ganey from Philadelphia. Anise is the owner and operator of Two Child Care Centers. She's an author a consultant, and she wears many other hats. So let's jump right in. Anise, tell us about yourself.
0: Okay, so um, I am a child care provider. I've been in business for going on 13 years now. I started off, you know, with my home, uh, family child care, and then I expanded into a center. Um, Been in a center now for about three years going on. So Yep, that's where I am now.
1: (laughs) Okay, great. So from Instagram, I see that you are an Arthur, a child care center owner and director and a consultant. How do you, how did you get your start? Because you said you started in the home. How did you get your start in the industry? And how would you explain the mission of your personal brand to others?
0: Okay, so... Um, I went to school for education, so my degrees are in early childhood education as well as elementary education, Um, and I always wanted to start my own childcare facility, but I figured that I would work for, you know, like, the school district first for a few years and get, you know, some some experience under my belt. But when I went into doing, like, my student teaching part of my um, degree, um, I really felt that that wasn't somewhere that I can be um, working for the school district. So from that point, I decided that um, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, I was in the process of looking for my first home. So when I did that, I made sure that I had space to go ahead and start my business in my home. So that's kind of how it started off. Um, And then in the midst of me being in my home, um, I started in 2007. um, You know, after – about three months or so as I, I opened up in the summertime but I did it I did it that way purposely because I was still working so kind of just you know put my foot in you know kind of scared to leave you know got to have that cushion but wanting to get out there but you know just was like I don't know God you know is this going to work Am i doing the right thing but you know I just had to you know just lean on face and um I had no choice but to leave my job so I basically had to leave by the time um the summer was up um I had to go ahead and put my my uh, resignation letter in and just let them know like I'm not returning because I was already full by by okay. the because I opened up the um, July and yeah I was full by September so I had no oh, no wow. <laughs> yeah but no, <it> <laughs> to leave so that's how I started there and then through the years you know progression and everything. Um, I, my waiting list began to increase uh, rapidly. So at the point when I decided to go ahead and make that move, I had a wait list of 25 kids on my in-home oh, wow. roster. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, God, yes, yeah, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I knew my vision was much bigger than what I was capable to capable of doing, you know, in my home. So, Okay. Yeah
1: definitely definitely that's a great story and how would you explain your mission of your personal brand to others
0: okay so I think that my mission um of my is to basically help providers uh build to run and grow their child care businesses um because I know that there was a time Um, when I was starting out that I had no one to help me you know and that was like very scary you know just not knowing where to go just taking the right steps Um, you know just having guidance and that's all I asked for like I didn't want somebody to just to do it for me just point me in the right direction you know and people weren't open to that you know people didn't want you in their business people didn't want to share you know just things like that and I never understood that so you know when I got into the business and I was doing very well, you know, people started to come to me, you know, I didn't mind, you know, sharing. And then Mm -hmm. when I started to see that it was being done very often, I kind of thought about like, you know, Hey, I can make this another, you know, means of income here, you know, and on top of helping other people to, you know, reach their goals and their dreams and aspirations, you know, just like I wanted to. So, That's my mission and my goal is just to help other providers, inspire other providers, you know, show them that, you know, somebody like myself, you know, because I'm just a girl from the project, um, they can get out here and they can do it, you know, and they can make it just as well.
1: So, and I really do love your mission because, um, because I'm in Maryland and like, I would say, last year or the year before i've always wanted a child care center but i went to school i'm in student loan debt i wasn't at a job that was paying right. me enough so my debt to income ratio wouldn't allow right. me to get a building or a house right. anything so i was at a standstill but right. i was asking around and try to get you know some advice and everybody around here is just like no like it's this secret society and I'm just like you know I just need a little guidance (laughs) yes that's all
0: (laughs) and there's more than enough out here for all of us that's what people don't understand that's not going to block your blessings because what's for you is for you bottom line
1: exactly so I really do like that and once I get back in that group I do still want to preschool in a newborn center I'm definitely going to come straight to you (laughs) I'm ready <laughs> and, um, so your name on Instagram is child care boss, uh, mm-hmm. one. So what does that name mean to you?
0: Um, I think child care boss means to me just having total control over everything and leadership in every aspect of child care. Okay. So not just, you know, um, the children, you know, you're advocating for them, for your staff, you know, I want more for my staff, my staff aren't just workers to me, you know, I have a family with them, I build with them, you know, I entrust in them, like, you know, they are my, my, my eyes and my ears, you know, my everything, if I'm not there, you know, so I expect them to do things just as well, as much as, is if I was there, and the way that I would do it as well, you know, and also okay. for my parents, you know, I'm there for my parents, any type of resources, you know, that they need questions, concerns about the, you know, child care period, or even their, their child individually, you know, the stages they're going through and all of that, um, I'm there for them. And I want to be that, you know, provider all the way around. So it's not just, okay, we're just, Taking care of kids or babysitting, which is a word that I absolutely hate, mm. but <laughs> being a child care boss, you're you're well rounded in every aspect of the child care industry. So that's what I that's what I feel.
1: Okay, and this was not on the list, but since you mentioned it, why uh-huh. <laughs> the word
0: babysitting? <laughs> well, first of all, I have degrees plural, mm-hmm. so put some respect. <laughs> on my name and my career you know and typically babysitting you're just watching a child mm-hmm. In childcare, we are actually organizing and there's structure in the child's mm-hmm. day or there should be anyway if you're doing it correctly you know mm-hmm. and that child is learning you're, you're instilling you know um things into these children you know helping them become better citizens in this world you know um, giving them um hope and you know just outlook on their life and things like that you know so it's more to just you just watching them you know Mm -hmm. um so that's why I despise the word babysitter and usually a babysitter is somebody just kind of even though you have you know family daycares and stuff like that but it's somebody that's sitting in the other person's home you know it just kind of has their atmosphere to it or whatever but it's not really like a learning space or environment so but yes yeah
1: All right. And then aside from doing a lot of amazing work in the child care industry, you also have businesses that are unrelated. What advice would you give someone who wants to be a serial entrepreneur but believes that they can only do and be good at one thing? Yeah,
0: no, because you, you nowadays you absolutely need it. You know, the way this world is changing and, um, you know, things can be up. One, one month or one day and be down the very next day, you know, especially within childcare because you can't really predict how, you know, your um, enrollment and things like that are going to be because children get dropped, you know, all the time, and it could be nothing that involves you. You know, if you take um, – subsidy, you know, sometimes the parents don't meet the requirements or they didn't do something they were supposed to do and then the child is being dropped, you know, it's just out of your your means. So there, it's always good to have some other type of means of income, residual income, or just something that you could do to help you out, you know, in case those times do come arise. So I say to just tap into like your passion, you know, other than, you know, childcare, or look at the child care industry as a whole and see what other routes you can take. You know, so I have, like, a um, children's spa, um, mobile (laughs) spa, you know. um, It's still dealing with children because I love children, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And then, you know, I'm looking into doing a a mobile, um, like, game truck. You know, also too, and also making the spa like a, a mobile um trailer type of thing. Because usually okay. I just go to people's houses or like hotel parties they'll have for the kids. I'll set up there. Um, and then I also am a part of a, a marketing um network um that deals with health and wellness. You know, health mm-hmm. and wellness. Should be a part of everybody's life, you know. Um, who doesn't want to lose weight? You know, who doesn't want to be healthy? Who doesn't want to get rid of toxins and you know all that stuff like that? So I felt that this is a good product for me to be a part of, and I also use the product, you know. And I'm dealing with people, so I can network it to my parents. I can network it to my my clients, you know. I, I always have classes and things like that, so I can you know introduce you know, those people that that come to those products too. So you can't be small-minded about things. You have to definitely think out of the box when it comes to thinking of other lucrative things and it's not just within childcare. It might be a little different twist to it, But, you know, it always brings you back to that. So just tap into, like, your passion, your hobbies. If you love to crochet, if you love to make clothes, you know, Mm -hmm. make those things and sell them. You know, if you bake, you know, sell dinners, anything. Like, it really does not have to be. As long as it's your passion and you love doing it, you will flourish from it.
1: Okay. Definitely. And with – so with you having – so many things going on how do you manage your time to ensure that you're effective and consistent do you have any goal setting rituals that you follow on a daily basis yes of course and if you don't then you'll be all over the
0: place. <laughs> so typically, you know, Sundays I, is like my downtime. I clean my home, you know, kind of get my mind in that space for the new work week, you know, set my goals, you know, go over um, my schedule for the week of what clients I need to see, what's going on inside of the the daycare facilities, if I have meetings, you know, et cetera, to just line up, you know, my week and also for my son too. So if he has, you know, something going on in school or special days where he has to, you know, dress up or bring something, you know, I kind of get that in order. Um, Definitely having like some type of planner. (laughs) I have about three or four, you know, I use my phone. I have one on my desk. I have one on my wall behind me. I have one on the wall beside me. So definitely have to get yeah, everywhere I look. I can see my planner or a calendar or something that's telling me, you know, what's going on or alarm or alert in my phone if I'm out and about. Let me know, like, hey, you're supposed to be here at so and so time, you know. Okay. So you definitely have to have that unless you have like a, a an assistant too. Like I have an assistant too, but she also works in the daycare. So she mm-hmm. kind of keeps me on track with some things if I'm there, but I also still need that extra, you know, visual, cause I'm a very visual person, but definitely, yes. Having like some type of planner or something like that. And then a routine that you do every day as well. So to make sure that you are spending time on all those things, because if you put too much into one bucket, then the other one is not going to flourish. So, you know, I have to make time for my family. I have to make time for my work. I have to make time for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is very important, you know, make time for those other special, special activities you like to do. I like to work out, you know, I go to um, a a class with with Viva LaVise, you know, that's like my me time too. So I'm kind of getting my workout on and having my me time as well. So you got to learn how to, you know, put those things together where they fit for you, but definitely have to have like a planner or a schedule or something that you go by.
1: Okay, (laughs) definitely. Definitely, definitely. I'm working on that now. I <laughs> like yes. I can't go into another month, another year. I know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and how would you define success? And do you think you have reached success?
0: Hmm. Well, I think success is to each his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always striving to do better than where I am. So I can't really say personally that I feel that I'm successful because Mm -hmm. success to me is just reaching whatever my goal is. So, okay, I set out to write a book, right? It was something I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I finally reached that goal. So now I'm an author Mm -hmm. and I'm successful in that. But now it's like, okay, what's next? You know, so it's like, it's not just a stagnated one place. Okay, I'm, I reached success or I made X amount of money. Now I'm successful. I don't think that that's what success is. You know, I think that you put whatever success is to you in your mind and that you build on that. But I'm always looking to strive, always looking to grow. If I'm not growing, I'm not content. You know, and people are like, when do you sit down? I don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's always something I get bored really quickly. So I always have to be moving. I always have to think of things to do, you know? So yeah, to me, I don't feel, I feel I'm, I am successful, but I'm not at my
1: peak of success okay. personally. I don't that feel definitely that. definitely makes yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've heard about the importance of seeking guidance and assistance. Before becoming a consultant, did you seek out support or guidance from a mentor or coach? And how was that experience? Definitely. I still
0: do. I think everybody should have a coach, a mentor, something, you know. Um, it was very hard for me to delegate things. That's one of my weaknesses because um, I think that I can do everything. And most of the time I do, but it is stressful um. So seeking out guidance from other people that are successful or where or they are where you want to be is very, mm-hmm. very important. You know, you know, you're getting advice from your girlfriends or your mom, you know, that's cool and all. But if it's not somebody that's really in what you're doing, they're not going to really understand. You know, they're going to think you're just nagging or you're just complaining about things. They're not going to get you know what you mean when you say certain things or something that happened in your day, you know. But in order to reach that level of success that you're looking for, I believe that you need to have someone that's in that place already that you want to, you know, strive to get to that can help you because they've been through it. You know, why would I take Mm -hmm. advice from somebody that has never done the things that I want to do, you know, to get here? Like, you know, it's kind of like the blind leading the blind, you know, so I definitely think that everybody should have, a, um a coach or a mentor and even in their being yes I still do you know I have to and also for me to kind of um elevate that's mm-hmm. a must you know, for you to, to have those things as well, and somebody that's kind of opening your mind, because everybody isn't on the same mindset as you, and um, you know, that's kind of where I was stuck with, because I don't have people, you know, in, around me, um, other than my childcare, you know, industry friends, but like my personal friends, nobody's really in childcare like I'm doing. I have a few teacher friends, but they wouldn't, really still wouldn't understand, you know, what I go through as an owner, and you know, director, and all these things that I have to deal with. So yes, definitely get you a coach or a mentor if you're in Philly I'm available <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely and I think that that is very important because I was I felt stuck and I was working in a the preschool then I was a mm-hmm. nanny. I was jumping around I was right. a part-time provider and I was just like it's no one around me who I'm right. close with right. that actually is in the childcare industry And that was kind of frustrating because it's like, you know, if you try to meet somebody, like, how do I meet somebody? I'm 27. You know, I just went all in my head but then I made my freelance provider page and that brought people yes. to me that I couldn't even imagine connecting with. You know yes. what I mean? It's so awesome. awesome. they don't—they probably don't see themselves as mentor because we help each other, but definitely right. they're higher than me. They right. are where I want to be. So I look at them as mentors right. and I guess as well, they probably look at me as, you know, she's right. help me as well. Great. Always bring yes. something to the table.
0: Right, So. And you um, that's yeah, definitely you have to definitely move too you have to get yes. out of your space because sometimes it's not where you are because i don't mm-hmm. i do that all the time i travel i don't mind taking a class or a workshop somewhere else i'll travel like that's one thing about myself and i won't wait for nobody i'm going mm-hmm. you said you're gonna go okay i'll meet you there i'm not for <laughs> your flights, book your room
1: none of that okay i'll we, see you there when all. you get there <laughs> yep exactly definitely <laughs> definitely and um do you think that there is a lot of money in the child care industry if so what would you what would be your advice for teachers or child care providers that feel like they aren't making enough and can't make enough money in this industry
0: um there's definitely money in child care but i will say if that is your why then you need to get out
1: mm-hmm.
0: that can't be your why of being in the child care industry okay It should be about the children, you know, and wanting to make a difference. Um, There can be money in it. It's not easy money. Um, It is hard. There's a lot of things that go into it, a lot of paperwork, you know, all of those things, expectations. Um, Depending on what state you're into, that can also, you know, take a toll or mean a lot to it too, because some states get more like Maryland, y'all out there doing it in the childcare, uh, <laughs> yes, y'all, y'all out there doing it, but at Philadelphia, it's a little harder. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the, the rates that we get from the, the government and stuff like that. So it kind of makes us make it hard for us to charge the rates that you know you're worth. But I mm-hmm. always tell my clients, just do it, you know, don't wait for people to catch up to you. You have to set the the standard, you know? So you know what you're offering to these children, what's in your program, you know your payout of what you're paying out, your overhead and the programs and stuff that you have coming into your facility, you know, you have to you have to charge the true cost of childcare. You know, mm-hmm. you can't underball yourself. So there is money out there, but you have to be smart about it. And also that again ties into you having some other type of residual income coming in through your childcare facility too. So if you're offering something else, some other type of service program or something that you can charge a fee for. So yes. Definitely
1: definitely okay and um this is the last question i definitely had a great conversation with you i don't want it today i know (laughs) (laughs) but can you leave us with some words of wisdom
0: um going back to what i kind of just said um just staying focused in your vision You know, stay true to yourself and your vision, you know, don't let anybody downplay what your thoughts is, even if people aren't ready for it, because I did that for a very long time, you know, battle with that, telling myself, you know, people aren't ready for what I want to do or what I'm trying to give, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy, who does she think she is, you know, even simple things like the kids wearing uniforms, I wanted to do that for so even when I was back in my home daycare. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that, but I'm like, people are going to be like, who she thinks she just got these kids wearing uniforms in a home daycare, you know, just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And now look at everybody, look at everybody, (laughs) everybody's wearing uniforms, like regardless of where they are. So, you know, so like, just stay true to yourself, you know, believe in whatever your vision is and just push, push forth, you know, and just keep the faith. Definitely.
1: So please tell us how we can connect with you, how we can support you and how we can get your book.
0: Okay, so um, you can find me on Instagram at Childcare Boss, number one. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at IAG Childcare Consulting. Um, you can email me at info at IAGconsult.com. My book, you can purchase it on Amazon or Kindle, as well as on my website, which is IAGteachshirts, with the S on the end, dot, bigcartel.com, and you'll also see some other things on my website, too, that I have um, uh, on my site for sale as well. But my book is on there, or like I said, from Amazon or Kindle, and also my workshops and mastermind classes that I have that are coming up. I'm having one next month in January. Um, It's my speed networking event uh, with a couple of my uh, business friends that do different things in business that will be a big help to you. Um, if you're in childcare or even something else that you do, it will still be helpful. Um, I'm having my retreat coming up again next year. We're going to Jamaica this time. So, um, you know, click on there and get some information about that as well. Um, and I also, you know, do con- consulting so you can book a either one-on-one or you could become a member and be in my program where I can work with you for either three months or six months so
1: well thank you so much for joining us on this episode of child care check in I know that any provider listening will get some gems that you dropped so thank you so much thank you
0: you're so awesome and keep doing what you're doing too because this is like really a blessing thank you